What's up, family? Welcome back to the Drunk Money Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. And today we're getting drunk on investing. Let's get it. Morning, get your hustle on. Standing strong, mad morning, get your hustle on. Standing strong, mad morning, get your hustle on. Standing strong, mad morning, get your morning, get your morning, get your. So I figured today, uh, on this lovely Thursday, we'd get into my favorite part of growing wealth and financial independence and all of that, which would be investing. I truly feel like it's the most important part uh, because it it takes uh, that savings portion and really make it work for you instead of uh, interest just killing it. Uh, So While saving is very important and you need to have something to do with that money, you need to have money available, uh, it's a lot more beneficial for you to take that money and do something that will also produce money. Uh, So that's the the main purpose of it is to relieve yourself of the time that you spend at work. Uh, Most of us spend, what, eight, nine hours a day at work and we're restricted to those hours. I mean, it's basically impossible to work 24 hours a day. So I would say most of us are working that that eight to 10 hour range, right? So the idea of it is that we're always trading in our time for money when we need to be taking that time back. So the only way that we are able to do that is to generate assets that are able to produce money essentially while we're asleep. So this can be done in a multitude of ways. Um, one main way that most people know is stocks. I'm not sure most people know what stocks are, but they just know that there's this thing called the the market, the the S and P, the Nasdaq, the Dow Jones, and I put money into things, and it it brings it it goes up, and I get money back. The idea of stocks is that you basically are owning a portion of the company that you're buying. Now, obviously, this portion is minuscule, right? <laughs> like you're not buying 50% of of Microsoft on the market. You will buy a portion of Microsoft. Since it's such a huge conglomerate, a huge company, it's very minuscule in their idea, right? In in their aspect. Um, But for us, it's able to produce large returns uh, depending on the valuation of the company, the assets, the liabilities, where they're going in the future. Uh, So that's mainly just stocks. Um, So these are, when I say stocks, I'm saying single stocks as well. So there's a couple different things. So you have stocks and you have mutual funds. So mutual funds are a collection of stocks in a portfolio and they're weighted at a certain percentage. Now this percentage can be based off a couple different things, uh, but just think of it as a pie essentially. Uh, So with a pie, you have things that are broken up according to percentages. So if you have a mutual fund, you uh, decrease the likelihood that you will essentially lose all of your money. Because what are the odds that all of those companies that are inside of that pie go bankrupt? Very low, essentially. So you decrease your risk 
but then at the same time, you also uh, decrease your opportunity for growth because what are the odds that all of those companies and that pie go crazy and, and have a 300% uh, increase in their valuation? Very low. So it's a nice way to balance out the risk and reward. And it's the way that I personally would suggest. Now, I did go crazy and, and dump a large amount of my money in Royal Caribbean. And that was a personal bet. Uh, but from here on out, I'm only going to be investing in mutual funds. I haven't put any money in Royal Caribbean since, and I don't plan on. Um, so I would definitely suggest mutual funds be uh, most people's main source of investing. It's very rare that over the long term, like 10 to 15 to 20 years, people are able to beat the market. I think it's some number less than 10% of, of hedge investors actually beat the market over a long-term period. So what I would suggest uh, is to just find an S&P 500 index, a total market index, and invest in that. So that would be if you're in Vanguard, you would find VTSAX or you would find VTI. And you can look at similarities between funds, uh, between different brokerages. Uh, so there's one similar with Fidelity. There's one similar, similar with uh, uh, all the other different brokerages. Charles Schwab, they all have their their own little take on it, but it's basically the same <laughs> index. Um, I really prefer those as well because they come with a low expense fee. Uh, expense fees will kill you, especially if you have an active uh, management of your portfolio. Some investment firms or some single uh, financial advisors will charge as much as 1% to 2%. And this percentage is based off of Usually, it's based off of the assets that they're currently controlling. Um, so if you have $100,000 in your account and they're trading in and out with that, uh, you will be charged $2,000 a year. Now, that is a lot higher than what Vanguard will charge or Fidelity will charge for their uh, mutual funds, which uh, are rarely moved in and out of. They're rarely changed which is why the expense ratio is so low. Not only that, but a lot of active investors are incentivized to do a ton of trades per year because they're not necessarily acting in the best sense of the person that they're advising. They're acting in the best sense of themselves or the, uh, the company that they're directly associated with. So that's just something to watch out for. It's definitely not all uh, financial advisors or... Uh, all of those brokerages, but uh, definitely something to watch out for because that will definitely kill your gains. I would definitely say the next most uh, popular way of investing would be real estate. Uh, so you have a couple of different ways you can go with that. You can have buy and hold and fix and flip. So I would say those are the two main uh, ways that people know how to invest in real estate. So one may buy a property and it might be for a lesser value than it's going for on the market and they hold it for a long period of time and it increases, I would say, 3% a year. And by the time you sell it or the by the time that you pass that on, it's worth double or triple than what you bought it for. Fixing and flip, obviously, is as it's uh, titled. Um, you buy a property that's 
uh, in distress. It needs a ton of work. You've put enough work into it so that you're able to sell it for more than the cost of what you bought it and what you put into it. Uh, so those are the two main ways. I personally know uh, one of my homeboys are currently doing a fix and flip with their father. Uh, the comps are immaculate uh, and they're looking to make a, a pretty decent profit on that within the next six to eight months. So uh, I currently know of someone that's doing that. So there's other uh, particular ways that you can go in and out of that as well. Like, uh, for example, for buying whole, some people do something that's called house hacking, which is something that I, I, I definitely want to do with my next property or with my first property, uh, which is basically you buy a property and either through roommates or through Airbnbs or some other means, you're able to live essentially mortgage free. This is definitely difficult. It's something you probably can't do if you're over 30 or 40. It's mostly for younger people who are still trying to live as though they're a college student or something a little bit higher than that, even though they might be making a very good salary. Uh, so that's something else that you can do as far as investing goes. Um, you have bonds, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend if you're young. If you're young, you definitely want to take advantage of the fact that you have so much time in the market. You have over 40 years if you're 20 to be investing before you retire at the quote-unquote retirement age. Um, you have peer-to-peer -peer lending, which is essentially if I want some if I want to invest in something and I don't have the money for that, I would go to somebody else. If I can't get uh, money from the bank, I would go to them and ask for their money, essentially. And we would come up with agreements. They would give me their money and I would have to pay them out every month, essentially. So they're essentially the bank. Uh, so there's different platforms you can do with that. Uh, you also have investing in businesses. So you can create your own business or you can invest in businesses that already exist. Um, I don't have much experience on this, uh, but it definitely requires a lot of work up front. Whereas a lot of other things is so as to stocks or even in a certain case, real estate doesn't require a lot of upfront work. Um, but with a business, you're you're putting a ton of your time and your resources into it to hopefully build it up to the point where in two to three years, you're making a solid income or you get to the point where you can sell it for a great profit. Um, so that's just some of the main ways that you can invest. There are definitely other ways as well. Um, but those I would say would be the, I would say in my eyes, the core of investing. You have stocks, you have real estate, you have lending, you have businesses. Um, so that's just something to... to kind of wrap your mind around is that it doesn't matter how much you save, you need to be doing something with that money. And I would even add it on top of that, investing in yourself. If you see that, well, my career isn't going the way I want it, investing in yourself, not necessarily to go back to uh, college or go to college, but invest in a trade school, invest in a coding course, invest in a course to teach you how to blog or how to start a business. Um, and invest in books to, to learn about different skills, about different techniques. There's so many different things that you can go with that. Um, just got to look and find it and, and seek it out. Um, 
But those, I would say, would be the main four or five uh, sources of investment or ways to invest. So now I figure I just dig into my own investments. Um, right now, I'm currently investing. Uh, as you guys know, I'm investing in stocks. So I have a lot of my net worth in uh, Royal Caribbean right now, around 23000 So it dipped today, but honestly, I'm not really stressing it. Um, it kind of is what it is. I, I made a bet, so trying to hope it bounces back. I'll probably be trading out of that. Hopefully, maybe it hits 60. I bought in around 50, so that would be a, a good profit to lock in. I also have a 401k that I invest out of. Um, so I do pre-tax contributions, which help with my taxes since I'm in a, a pretty high tax bracket, especially being single. So I just invest in a, a, a broad-based index fund. So it just tracks the largest companies on the market. Uh, so the biggest companies, the companies that uh, make the most money, it's just a complete mutual fund of that. I invest in that. It has low uh, expense ratio. I think it's 0.03%, which is hilariously low. Uh, so I just do that. I have about 70 grand in that. Uh, it's doing pretty well even throughout COVID. It's bounced back. I think I'm up like six grand right now. So uh, but interestingly enough, um, now we're talking about investing. I've reduced my contributions to 8% as I'm getting deep into uh, the the workings of real estate. So I'm looking to purchase my first property. I'm looking at around a single family home, maybe around $300,000 somewhere in Maryland. Um, so that's exciting. I don't think I want to house hack it to the point where I get a roommate. You know, I, I do have a girl. I do have uh, people I'm trying to bring over and stuff like that. So I, I still want to be able to host and not feel like I'm, I'm uncomfortable, so to say. Uh, but I will be trying my hand at Airbnb. Uh, so I'm thinking maybe I could do like a week on, a week off, or, uh, you know, every other weekend. Or I'll just have to find the mix between the two. Um, I've definitely... Uh, tried my hands at these type of online websites to kind of like essentially sell your stuff. I've, I've sold a ton of stuff on eBay. It will be different because now I'm in the public hospitality business. Like I'll, I'll have to make sure that things are up to par as far as that goes. But hey, man, it's a learning experience. So I'm up for the challenge. Um, so I'm just working on that currently, saving up my money. When you're working in real estate and you're saving up in order to to be in real estate, you don't want to have your money in fluctuating assets. Uh, so that would be essentially anything. That would be stocks. That would be, uh, in a sense, bonds, because bonds, you can't pull out uh, your money until a certain date. Uh, so you don't you want to have access to that. So essentially, you just want it in cash or something that's called a money market. Um you really don't want your money in something that can just dip in a in a moment's notice. Um, so I will probably be selling a portion of my Royal Caribbean stocks once it hits zero. Uh, as in like my gains will hit zero. I'm, I'm down like $1,000 now. So looking to sell once it hits zero, probably I'll sell maybe like around 10 grand. And then I'll keep that in cash and, and start getting serious and looking for properties, man. I'm excited. So I'm actually doing peer-to-peer -peer lending as well. Um, so I just recently signed a contract 
uh, to lend my my homeboy who was uh, working on the house uh, a couple grand. I'm excited about the opportunity. Looked at the house, looked at the numbers. It made a lot of sense. So it'll be an interesting experience. Um, pretty sure everything will work out in the end. Uh, the return for me will be great. So, but really at this point, I'm just I'm just looking to put my hand into so many different things and, and kind of get a taste and see what I love the most. I have an idea that I already. I enjoy real estate more uh, due to the fact that the gains in stocks are based off of the money that you put in, whereas in real estate, the gains are amplified due to the margin that you take out due to the, the debt, essentially. If I put, uh, let's say, $9,000 down on a $300,000 house, right, and let's say that house goes up. Let's just say it goes up 10% to make the math easier. I just made $30,000 on my $9,000. Whereas in stocks, if I put $9,000 into, let's say, Tesla, and Tesla rises 10%, I only made $900. So that's the difference in those two investment types. Um, obviously, they come with their pros and cons. Real estate, you're dealing with leverage, so you have to be uh, way more careful you have to be more formulated, more take more calculated risks. Uh, it's based on a lot more variables. Um, whereas stocks, it's much easier entry. You don't need a crazy credit score. You don't need all these other documents. You just need to open a brokerage account and start buying some stuff. So, yeah, that's uh, that's basically the episode. Just wanted to cover a couple investment types, get into what I'm doing personally. Uh, of course, I'll keep you guys updated. I'll probably have a net worth update uh, coming out. I think next month I have it scheduled. So that'll be interesting to see where I'm at as far as my savings goes for this house and everything else. So that's about it, man. Let's get into the chase of the day. Um, right now, man, I love Launchpad. It's this brewery that's uh, in Aurora. Um, it's fantastic. It's just good vibes. Um, so right now I'm drinking this Piggyback, which is their, I would say, most famous beer. It's their IPA. It's uh, definitely citrusy. Tastes basically like oranges and melons and all this other type of stuff. It's, it's nice and refreshing. Makes it feel like I'm on a beach somewhere vibing out, listen to some Lucky Day or some Bob Marley or something. So if you haven't heard them, check them out. Lucky Day is amazing. Um, so yeah, but honestly, man, just you gotta take risks. Scared money don't make no money, period. So if you have any sorts of money that you're able to invest, do it. It doesn't matter if you have $20 a check, $50 a check, $2,000 a check. Any way that you can get started investing, you should do it because you'll see the payoffs immediately. Um, it's honestly just an amazing way to grow your wealth and the most, the most consistent way. I believe it was Einstein that said that compound interest is like the eighth or ninth wonder of the world. I mean, he's a genius for a reason. <laughs> So, yeah, man, that's it for the day. I'll be back next Thursday. 
talking about something related to money, having a drink in my hand. Hit me up on the socials at Drunk Money Podcast on Twitter. Ask me questions on Gmail at Drunk Money Podcast or Drunk Money Podcast at gmail.com. But yeah, man, that's it for this episode. Always remember, scared money don't make no money. Open up a Robin Hood account. Open up a Charles Schwab account. Start investing. Start figuring out how to invest in real estate. Let's get this money, y'all. Let's grow this wealth. I'm your host, Jay. I'll see y'all next Thursday. Stay easy.